south of the border, right, Eduardo? Where's he? There he is, right? <laughs> south of the border. And um, so in about four or five years, we're going to kick Eduardo and Ana Maria off into the mission field. They don't know that yet. <laughs> we're going to ordain them first and then kick them out. And uh, so, um, so we're just already thinking about God's heart for missions. God had one son and made him a missionary, right? Isn't that what David Livingston said? So that is really our heart, our prayer. And I know that if we put our heart, as an American church, as a church in the States, I think if we put our heart and our effort and our money into where the heart of God is, then um, we'll really see something special about our church. Amen. So let's welcome Pastor Bill up here. And... chapter 17 verse 5 so he wants help he wants help he wants his faith to go beyond where it is I believe would you help my unbelief help my unbelief so Luke chapter 17 verse 5 and the apostle said unto the Lord increase our faith increase our Father, we thank you tonight. We pray that help our unbelief. We believe, but help our unbelief. Lord, increase our faith. Only you can do that because it's your faith. I live by the faith of the Son of God, Paul said. Galatians 2.20 So, I believe, help my unbelief and increase my faith. Because without faith, it's impossible to please God. So help us in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And then another amen. Amen. That's good. Pastor Joe, can you say amen in Hindi? Amen. 
<laughs> Spanish. Amen. Amen. Chinese. Polish. Amen. Yeah. This is one word that. By the way, you know when people say amen, what it really means? It is fulfilled and it's finished. Sometimes people just use it as a Christian phraseology kind of thing. Amen, 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 amen. But it means it's finished and it's fulfilled, and I believe. That's what amen means. Last word of the Bible. And uh, I love this. So they're asking, the apostles are asking, the man is asking when it comes to his son, the apostles are asking, Help my unbelief and increase my faith. So it is possible for all of us to go from point A to point B with our faith, and then to C, D, all the way to Z. We can, we can grow in our faith. And people would say, how does that happen? It's not by praying. Now, prayer is important, but some people think, if I just pray, my faith will increase. Well, that's not what the scriptures teach. It's really interesting what the scriptures teach. I love that idea about missions. You know, we had a very, very poor church in Ghana. We had four poles and branches. What was great about the branches is the lizards would fall through the branches. And we had this makeshift pulp and they would drop right out of the Bible. And I, I loved, I just used to whack them away. You know, these, you know what are they, those lizards that their heads go up and down? What do they call them? Iguana? Like an, almost like an iguana. And they were very good at killing mosquitoes, so I never really bothered them too much. But so we had a very poor church, and it was just poles and some branches. And I made a statement <laughs> in 1988 when I was there, after having been there for a while, I said, we're going to give 25% of our budget to missions. So it's an evangelist, not, it's okay. I said 25%. They all looked at each other. Like, we don't even like we don't even make $50 a month. The average Ghanaian salary is $50 to $80 a month, 20 bucks a week. And when we decided to do that, our offerings went up 400%. 400%. In other words, that's what God's heart was to really support missions. And we started very early. We started within the first few months of having a church in Ghana about thinking about missions, supporting mission trips, sending people, and from that church, from that one church came 42. From that one church, 42 churches were planted wow. from that one. And that's, it's amazing, that's God. So we came to a place in our lives like every one of us does, that help my unbelief. I don't believe. Like it's sometimes it's just good to admit it, I don't believe. Yeah. You know, help my unbelief. Lord, increase my faith. I want my faith to increase because without faith it's impossible to please God. For he that uh, believes, he that comes to God must believe he is and a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So I believe to yes. what? Help my unbelief. Increase my faith. There's two people in the Bible that were said to, and I'm sure there's more, but there's two people that were said to have great faith. One was a centurion, remember? You don't even need to go to the house, Lord. He came and said, my, my servant is sick and dying. He said, would you speak the word only and my servant will be healed. And he doesn't even need to go to the house. And he says, I have not found so great a faith in all of Israel. This was an outsider. He was a Roman centurion. I'll, I'll tell you about a message on Italians later. <laughs> a Roman centurion in the word, a Roman centurion in the cross. Roman centurion in the spirit. 
David's or three Italians. I thought I didn't the spiritual violin. There was a couple of them here and there. So he said, you don't even need to go to the house to speak the word. He said, I have not found such faith in all of Israel. Israel should have this kind of faith. But I can't find it in Israel. He said, you have great faith. He said to the story, you have great faith. Then there's, listen to this one, a Syrophoenician woman. She's also not a Jew. And she kept her, I am not come to, I have only come to the house of Israel. She kept coming, you know. I, I'm not going to give the bread to dogs. Called her like a dog, actually, you know. Very kind of interesting statement he made. She kept coming, she kept coming, she kept coming. He said, woman, great is your faith. She had great faith. So the centurion had great faith. The Syrophoenician woman had great faith. And so I would, I would like to be a person who has what? Great, great faith. Great faith. And that's not produced in me. If you, if you really study the scriptures, I wish some of these naming and claiming people would really like read the Bible. They got about as much intelligence in the Bible as a stillborn rat. <laughs> that makes no sense at all, does it? That makes no sense. I don't care. No, I, I preached at a naming and claiming conference. They asked me to speak at a naming and claiming conference. I lied on the stage. And I said, I want you to watch how Lazarus claims his own resurrection. They were not happy with that. <laughs> I just lied there. I said, watch how Lazarus raises himself from the dead. And I just lied there. With the microphone on my chest, and I lied there for like about 10 minutes so they understood what I was talking about. I said, it was Jesus that raised Lazarus. He didn't raise himself. He didn't name and claim his own resurrection. You know, that, is, that movement is incredible in Africa. It's all over the place. And really, it's really sad because people that live in poverty and there's a lot of sickness and problems, Many times what happens is they get condemned, that they have no faith. Well, you never had any faith. It's all from God. Are you with me? Yeah. That's Habakkuk 2, 4, Philippians 3, 9, Hebrews 12, 1 and 2, Galatians 2, 20. It's all there. It's the faith of God. When you receive the Holy Spirit, do you receive faith? <clears throat> A question for you. Does the Holy Spirit have faith? Yes. So when you get saved, you receive who? Holy Spirit. Does he have faith? Yeah. Now you have faith. You never had it before. Don't tell me you have faith to get saved because you're a liar. Faith coming by hearing, hearing by the word of God. The word came to produce faith, the faith to respond. So it all begins, all sourced in God. I want my faith to what? Increase. I want, I want you to help God help. I believe some things, but right now, what year is it? 2017. I don't even know, I forget years. And what year and what month? Is it November? Yes. November 10th or something like that. Yeah, I don't even know what time it is. And you're in Houston. Yeah, I'm in Houston. And, and, and it's like, you know, I want to grow. I want to believe. I want to believe. And just because I believe yesterday doesn't mean I'm going to believe tomorrow or today. That was yesterday. That was great. I don't take it for granted because I believe yesterday that I'm going to believe today. Help my what? Help. You know what the word help means in the Greek language? Run to my cry. I'm crying. Run to my cry, God. Run to my cry. I remember one time we were baptizing somebody in Liberia. And it's obvious that they weren't saved. We were baptizing them. But we put them down. In the, first of all, they wanted me to go out to this murky water, which I knew there were snakes and all kinds of things in the water. And I said, I'm not going out in the water. Pastor John, you go. Pastor Alfred, you go. 
I'm not going in that water. It's got Bill Harzia, and if you have an open cut, it's a little, it's a little warm that goes right into your uh, veins uh, and, and somehow works its way into you and kills you. I wasn't really up to it at that point in time. Getting that in. So I said, Pastor Alfred, this is your country, you go. Pastor John, you go do the baptism. And, and I said, and by the way, in the book of John said Jesus didn't baptize. <laughs> so they they know this is a, this is a, an interesting thing. So they go out there and they put this girl under the water in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and it doesn't it doesn't come up as the same person. It comes out of the water as a demon. I'm like, what the heck is this? They go she goes down as a as a 15, 17 year old girl and comes up like a raging maniac, blaspheming God, swearing. The whole face had changed. It was distorted. I said, what the heck is going on here? You know, Help my unbelief. At that point, I was living in what? Unbelief. And little Pastor John Jason, he just touches the girl and goes, come out of her. Like, not like this crazy Pentecostalism or something. Come out of her. And all of a sudden, she was free. We led her to Christ and baptized her again. This time she came up okay. <laughs> I believe. Help my what? These are mission stories. And Pastor Chris has got many of them himself. Especially the other singers. I just sing my stories. Standard, whatever you call them. Help my unbelief. So I can, I'm believing. But do I believe? Help my unbelief when it comes to my children. Help my unbelief when it comes to my, I said to my granddaughter. She says, my wife said, what's somebody going to have to do to marry your granddaughter? I said, it's really simple. I already have it on paper. They have to walk across the Sahara Desert without water. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the criteria to even ask. You haven't even been accepted yet. Then they have to shoot themselves in the head and rise from the dead. I said, then we'll talk about whether they should, get, they should marry him or not. My wife says, you're impossible. I said, you're not kidding. I'm serious. I believe for my children. Will you help my what? Unbelief. I believe God for the Ukraine and Poland. How about for Houston? I can come to a place and say, help my what? My unbelief. My unbelief. I want my faith to increase. I want my unbelief to go away. I want, I want to see growth in the area of faith. I don't want to stay the same in faith. I don't want to live on what I did yesterday. I'll be saying like that Paul McCartney song. Yesterday all my troubles seemed so far away. Is that, is that an old song from Paul McCartney? Yeah. Uh, now this is over here to stay. I believe in yesterday. Oh, yesterday was yesterday. Yesterday is gone. Like Pastor Jomi, he's gonna to come to Houston. Is he gonna live in Baltimore faith? No way. Is he gonna live? Is he gonna live in, in what happened like five years ago? He's gonna live in faith that he finally got married. You know, he's gonna he's gonna live in in what present active living faith. There's a lot of types of faith out there, by the way. There's geographical faith. Some people have geographical faith. Some people have a limited faith. Some people have an emotional faith. Some people have a presumptuous faith. Some people have a, you know, a mental faith. Some people have a mouth faith. They're so good with the mouth. I believe God. It's just all talk. You know? But I want to have a faith that's growing. All right? I want to have a faith that's going to grow. And it's not going to grow and increase unless I am receiving from the correct sources. It's all based on just simply receiving. How do, how do I increase in faith and how do I, Lord, help my unbelief? I believe, but help my unbelief. There's areas... I don't believe God in. Are you kidding? There's areas. There are times, you know. And uh, 
and, and everybody there honest before God with a clean heart. We don't have to tell people about it. But there's areas we just don't believe. You ever get on a plane when it starts shaking? Huh? All of a sudden, what happens? You're thinking about what they should speak at your funeral. <laughs> huh? Yeah, Kathy Ryan said, you're getting old, aren't you? She said it to me a while ago. She said, you're getting old, aren't you, Pastor Chevelli? you got great hair and you're losing your hair. I said, what do you want me to preach at your funeral, Kathy? <laughs> <laughs> I put it right in their place, just like that. That's what Holly does. How's that sound, huh? <laughs> you want me to preach it? That's how old you I'm getting. I want to believe. I want to believe. I want to bear fruit in my older age. Isn't that good? Yeah. Psalm 92, verse 1. I want to bear fruit. You know, and I think a lot of people rest on their laurels, rest on what they've done, rest on the past faith, or I did this one time. But that was then. This is today if you hear his voice, harden not your heart. It's a today thing, isn't it? Yeah. I want my faith to increase. I want to grow. There's areas I don't believe God in, and I want you to help my unbelief. Now you can sit there and tell me that's not you, but I know better because I know me. And there's areas we do not believe. Mm -hmm. We don't believe it. We don't believe it. You know? I'm not even saying it's sin, but obviously the Bible does say without faith uh, we live in sin, Romans 14, 20, 21. But it's like, I believe God. I want to believe God. I want to believe God. I remember when Pastor Steve was at home to be with the Lord, I was like very like shaken. I was knocking on doors and they came and told me that he, he passed that night. Remember? It was, a, I think, a Tuesday night. It was 7.30 at night. Yep. And I was, I was knocking on that door, and like, they came and told me that he went home to be with the Lord. I was like, I'm going back to Africa. I don't even want to deal with this. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'm just getting out of here. You know? And uh, I didn't believe. And uh, it, was, it was no, I just didn't believe at that particular time that, you know, that what's going to happen in, in the city, what's going to happen in the church, what's going to go on here, what's going to take place here. And there was times when we just do not believe. And we need an increase of our what? I need to have my faith increase. Can you imagine Susanna Wesley when she's having her 17th child? Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. <laughs> you know that Susanna Wesley taught every one of her 17 children one hour, one-on-one -on -one every week, besides doing the Bible study with all of them? She taught them personally, discipled them one hour a week, one-on-one. -on -one. She had 17. Wow. Can you imagine? Huh? Can you imagine? How many? 17. 17 kids. I had a guy in Uganda. I, I, he, had, he got married uh, in, a, in a court, a legal marriage, but he wanted the church to do it. And he had 17 children. His name was Pastor Sampala. All of them were like bridesmaids. What do you call bridesmaids and uh, ushers at the wedding? The whole family was there. I was like, this is crazy. He killed a huge cow. You want to talk about killing? They killed a cow right there, like the night before, and then they just. They cook it, they, you know, they, this whole big old cow, you know. <laughs> and uh, I believe, help my unbelief, right? They say to me sometimes, like, you only have two kids, what's wrong with you? I'm like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I believe, but help my unbelief. <laughs> and that can happen in mission, you know. I remember when we started off Africa Missions, our budget was $600 a month. Now we, now we spend $40,000 a month in Africa. From six hundred to forty thousand. Wow! How did that happen? I have no idea. I believe. Help my what? Unbelief. Unbelief. Increase my faith. Increase my faith. I want to grow in my faith. Okay, Abraham, take the next step, and then the next step, and then the next step. You can see it from Genesis twelve. He believes. Then Genesis fifteen. I mean, 
uh, I am your shield and exceeding great reward. Genesis 17, I am El Shaddai. Genesis 22, I am Yahweh Jireh. We can just see the faith growing. He believes, but I want to keep going with my faith. And this is one of the problems with a lot of Christians, even churches. They just, they, they kind of like, just they, they level off. And they're just kind of like, well, this is what we've done. Well, what good is that today? That was great yesterday, and thank God for it. But today, I want to walk with God. Today, I want to believe God. I want to have faith in God today. I want, I want to know God today. Help my what? My unbelief. Increase our faith. What an honest prayer that was. Lord, increase our faith. We want to grow in our faith. So these two people had great faith. By the way, he said about the disciples four times, oh, little faith you have in me. Centurion, Syrophoenician woman, great faith. Apostles, little faith. That's amazing to me. He said it four times, Matthew 6, 26, 6.30, oh, how little faith you have in me. Yeah. Matthew 8.26, oh, how little faith. Matthew 14.30, oh, how little faith. Matthew 16.8, oh, how little faith. He kept saying it over and over again. Your faith is so small. And by the way, he doesn't say it with a chastisement or a rebuke. This is how it reads in the Greek language. This is how it actually is interpreted. Oh, oh, how little faith you have in me. It's like God is heartbroken. By the way, I preached a message recently called The Sin That Makes Jesus Cry. There's only one sin that makes Jesus cry. Unbelief. That's Luke 11.35. He was going to raise Lazarus. He wasn't weeping over Lazarus. He was weeping at their unbelief. And then in Luke 19.41, he wept over Jerusalem because they didn't believe him, who he was. So that's the sin that makes Jesus cry. Can he, can he, are there any tears in heaven? Well, I don't know. Find out when you get there. A lot of people a lot of people make a lot of assumptions, you know. And I, 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 I can, sometimes I can just answer bow wow. I don't know. Warren Brand says when you you think you know everything, just bow. Just say bow wow like a dog. You don't even know what's going on. No more, and there's no more. Oh, really? There's no there's no more crying in heaven, really. Well, read Revelation five and tell me about that. They were weeping, remember? And they said, "Weep no more." The line of the tribe of Judah has prevailed. They were weeping. Okay. So, whatever. No more, no more weeping in heaven. There'll be no weeping in heaven. Really? Well, the Bible says, so. I, I see something different in the Bible. They are in heaven, aren't they? And they are weeping, aren't they? Yeah. Okay, so I want to have an increase of my what? Faith. Faith. And I want to be around people that believe. Yeah. Amen. You know, a lot of people surround themselves with just a bunch of believing unbelievers. Wow. <laughs> you know, I'm just always around believing Christians who just don't believe. Well, I can never do that. Don't even say that. When you say that, you fuel the enemy to come back and put it right back in your own ears. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I don't ever believe I can't do something. I don't. Yeah. I can't believe that. I'll let God prove out all things, but I'm not going to say that. I'm gonna, I want to believe God. It will be even as he told me. Remember Acts 27? Yeah. There was 276 of them on a boat, and there was one believer. I don't even think Aristarchus and Luke were on that boat had the testimony that Paul had. They were there. Luke and Aristarchus were there. They went all the way to Rome. And it says, one man stood up and said, I believe God will be even as he told me. He said, we're going to make it. We're going to lose the ship. By the way, you might lose your ship. <laughs> yeah, whatever ship you're sailing, you might be lost. Mm -hmm. But you'll make, you'll make it. Yeah. Yeah, I've lost a lot of ships. I told people, don't follow me. Every place I've been, property's been stolen. 
We stole them in Lennox, we stole them in Springfield, we stole them in Tamman, we stole them in Uganda. All four places I've been involved with, the property was taken by somebody. Mm -hmm. I said, you know, make sure you build a nice building and then invite me, and you'll lose it. <laughs> I don't know, you know. I believe, help my what? Help my unbelief. I believe, help my unbelief, increase my faith. Now, here's how we increase our faith. Let's think about this. How, do, how does that happen? Okay, let's, it's so simple. Romans 10, 17 is the first one. Faith cometh by what? Hearing. hearing. Hearing by the Word of God. I'm around the Bible. I come to church. I read my Bible. I study my Bible. Somebody said to me, did you have a good nap today? I don't take naps. <laughs> what the heck are you talking about? I have a good nap. How do you have a nap when people want you to preach for two days straight? You haven't got a nap. i got to look at my Bible. All right? Now I'm going to read my Bible. No, that's good. I'm glad. I want that. Well, let's have a break in the schedule. Let's, let's, what are we going to do? I want to go see this. I have never taken a picture of any place. And I've been in a hundred countries. I don't care. Why, why should I take a picture of what God's going to burn? <laughs> I'm not interested. I'm not going to take a picture of what God's going to burn up. So you might love Houston. You want me to take pictures? I'm not interested. I've been in the mountains of Austria. I've been there. I've been, I've been in the Sahara Desert. I've been in Switzerland. I've been, I don't take pictures. For what? I can remember with my brain. I don't need to have a picture. No, if you take pictures, it's okay. You want to take my pictures tonight? I'll even be okay with me. So. But you know what? Help my unbelief. Help my unbelief. And so, I want to believe God. I want to believe God that things can take place that I couldn't even imagine. Right? I want to believe God to kill me. I want to believe God. You know, when I went to China, it was amazing because I remember I was in Guangzhou in 1981. All right? You know when that was? How many years ago that was? 46 years ago? No. No. 36. 36. Excuse my mathematics. I believe. Help my own belief. Yeah. Don't ever do that again. And I was in Guangzhou, and I remember being in Guangzhou at the train station. And they said, the Baptist told me, and I don't listen to it, I won't go there. Uh, the Baptist told me, you, have, you, have to, you can't give out tracts in China. You can just go to a certain place, we've given you Bibles, we have, you have them all over you. I had, I, had, I had 80 Bibles on my body. No, they're not small, you know, they, they taped them everywhere. I'm walking like this. <laughs> Bible smuggler. My brother was a famous Bible smuggler. He was one of the best. And um, we were in Guangzhou, and they said, don't talk to anybody about Christ. Go in there. So I said, wow, look at this train station. I set up two speakers, and I said, I'm going to preach right in mainland China. And there was like 10,000 people there. 10,000 people came. And I, and I had no translator, and a guy stood next to me, a total stranger. And he started translating my message from, from English into Chinese. It was incredible. I remember when I was in Guangzhou just a few weeks ago that we were there and that happened. I believe. Help my what? Amen. Help my unbelief. Un help my unbelief. And this is important. Increase our faith. I want to hear the word. Faith cometh by hearing. I want to read my Bible. I want to, I want to hear preaching. I want to listen to messages from Dr. Stevens. I need why? Because I need... I need the word so my faith will what? Won't become stagnant. Mm -hmm. Won't become smelly, dirty, and putrefying. 
putrefying faith. You know? mm. We want to grow. Well, I'm kind of happy exactly where everything is at. Really? I am never happy about where I'm at. I want to, I want to grow. I'm content, but I'm not satisfied. I want to grow. Are you with me? I want to grow. I want to see more churches. I want to see more souls get saved. I want to see God glorified. So faith cometh by what? Hearing. Hearing. I need to hear the Bible. You know, it's shocking to me that there's, some, there's Christians even in our church, our churches, and they can take or leave like maybe even a Wednesday night. There's people that will be across the street watching the internet when they could be in service. I believe there's no anointing on the internet unless you can't be there. If you can't, you're in Houston, you're going to get an anointing from God. But if you're across the street, I don't believe it's anointed for you because you should be inside the church. How's that sound? Mm. Huh? Oh, I, I, yeah, I say, I, I'll say that. I don't care. I, I believe that the service is anointed where we are for us. But for you sitting there when you could be across the street, in the church assembly, I don't think you're going to get anything from God. I'm sorry, that's just what I think. Because I believe you could walk across the street and be with the body. Hello? Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I, uh, I was in Kansas City and I spent New Year's. And I, you know, at 12 o'clock, I, I FaceTimed my wife. You know, I, she gives me this iPad. I can only do one thing, FaceTime. <laughs> and I gave her a New Year's Eve kiss. That was lousy. I kissed some stupid iPad. <laughs> I didn't like kissing Linda. You know, that, it ain't the same thing. Okay, I'm watching on the I'm, I'm watching her on the iPad, and I gave her a big New Year's Eve kiss, and that, I didn't feel anything but some dirt from the iPad. That's all it was. There was nothing. There was no reaction there. I want to hear the word. Are you with me? I want to listen to the Bible. I want to study my Bible. I want to look into my Bible. One thing, you know, there's people that said that they love Dr. Stevens, but they never ended up studying the Bible themselves. So they, what did they love about him? I love that he was a man of the book. Amen? Amen. I love that he was a man of faith. I love that he was a man of the body. I love that he was a man of mercy and grace. And that's what we want. That's what we're, the direction we're going in. I believe. Pilvi believed. And then she said, help my unbelief. And she went to China. And then she didn't believe, and now she's back. <laughs> I'm only joking, Billy. Let's let me have some fun. You got Pirio as your mentor. She's right here. She should be pastoring you. <laughs> uh, or discipling you. I'm so sorry I said that. Forgive me. Okay, I believe. I want to hear the word. That's how faith comes. It doesn't come by some, I'm going to pray and get more faith. Knock it off. You're like, a, what are you in? Where's your brain? You don't get faith by praying. You get faith by hearing. Are you with me? Yep. Hearing. You know, I got Bible college graduates in Africa. They can't even read and write. Yeah, I graduated them. Four years. Gave them a degree. Why? Because if you ask them any question from an ABD class, they'll tell you the answer. Because faith cometh by hearing, not by writing. Faith cometh by what? I know there's people over there in Africa, they'll tell you, like when Pastor Stevens was here, he preached these seven messages. But that was like 30 years ago. They remember like phrases in the messages. Faith coming by what? Hearing. I come to church and I don't want to think about the barbecue. It was awesome. Did you bring any more extra with you tonight? We'll talk later. I'm going to deal with you later. It was so good. I haven't had meat like that in my whole life. Except for once I ate. No. Oh, no. I forget that. <laughs> Erase that. Uh, faith cometh by what? Hearing. I read my Bible, I'm hearing. 
I listen to preaching, I'm hearing. I'm in the body, I'm what? Hearing. hearing. Lord, increase my faith. Help my unbelief. How? By, by being... I'm not telling you something you don't know. You know it. But you know what? Satan wants to rob my relationship with the Bible. He's always trying to do that. Rob it. I'll get up in the morning, I'll think about 80 details I need to do in missions office. Yeah. And those can, be, those can become something that's a thief. Yeah. It steals away my time in the Bible and it's thinking about God, it's thinking about ministry things that will steal the word from me. Alright? He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Steal the word, kill the spirit, destroy your rewards. Steal the word, kill the spirit, destroy your rewards. That's what he wants to do. So I can't let, I can't, you know, my wife knows when I'm studying the Bible, don't even knock on the door. My wife's amazing. Don't even knock on the door. I don't care what's going on. The plumbing's overflow, that's a problem. Call somebody, because I ain't going near it. I don't do anything. No, she knows. She doesn't disturb me when I read the Bible. She knows it's for a message, it's for whatever it may be. Faith coming by what? Hearing. Hearing. You want to get more faith? You want it to increase? Do some more what? Ear exercise. Hi. I'm listening today. I'm listening. Let the ears work. The ears. The ears. By the way, in our technologically advanced society, it's very easy to forget about just listening. Sitting quietly and listening to the Bible. I'm amazed. I see students today and I get a little bit concerned and worried. They're, they're, not, they're not the way that Nicola used to be. Always listening. Always like right there with the Bible. Even with 12 children. No, six is it? Yeah. I'm sorry. That's not prophetic either. <laughs> Unless you get six orphans. Okay? But nowadays they're so, they're so wrapped up in it. I have to have somebody stand in the back of my class to check people's screens. What they're watching on the internet. You know what happens when they when they when when they're on the internet while I'm speaking? You know what Pastor Eugene does? He unplugs them, closes their computer up, and walks out with it. I said that's what I want to happen. Unplug it, close it up, and walk out and deliver it to the office and come back. You say, how can you do that? Just like I did, just like that. Though I don't want you're supposed to be listening, aren't you? Are you listening? Remember Pastor Stevens? He would always say, "What? Give me your what? Undivided attention." All right. You, you listen to me. Don't be looking at your wife and though she's beautiful. Okay, you listen to me tonight. I'm just having fun with you. Just relax. Take this, okay? Faith cometh by what? Hearing. That's how it's increased. The second thing is faith works by love. Galatians 6, 5. 5, 6. Faith is energized by love. Let God love you. Why do you think Jesus said to Peter in the last time he spoke to him just about, do you love me? Because I know if there's a love relationship, you're going to grow in faith. Love. I need to keep letting God love me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grow and increase my what? My faith. A child loves their mother and father. And if you take your child in your arms and you jump off a bridge, the child's going to go with you because they trust you. They say, this, this, my mother loves me. My father loves me. And they trust you. Are you with me? They trust their mother and their father. And I know that God loves me and that produces faith. That I, I, that I have I have faith because he loves me. Faith is energized by agape love. This is key. That's the source. Here's the third source, being spirit-filled. 2 Corinthians 4.13 says we have the same spirit of faith. If I am confessed of today, I have mercy that rejoices over judgment, then I am spirit-filled. And if I'm spirit-filled, I'm going to increase in faith. 
to be a spirit-filled believer. Uh, Pastor Stephen said it the other night at ABD classes. First thing you do when you get up is you say, God, just, just scan me and, and speak to me and show me any wickedness in me. Show me any way that I'm going the wrong way. Show me my sin. And I confess my sin, he is faithful and just to forgive me. So I want to be spirit-filled. That's how faith is increased. The next one is looking at the life of Christ. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. And Galatians 2, 20. I live by the faith of the Son of God. I look at the life of Christ on earth. I look at Jesus. He's the what? The author and the finisher of... Not, it doesn't say our faith either, by the way. You read the verse, what does it say in your King James? Looking at the Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, is our in italics? It's in italics. It means it's not in the original transcript. The author and finisher of faith. It's his faith. He's the author, he's the, he's the archegos, and he's the teleotes. He's the author, and he's the finisher. I want to increase in faith. I want to increase in my faith. Some people want to increase their food intake. <laughs> that, would kill, that could kill you. I could use a piece of that pumpkin pie, though. Oh, yeah. good, good pumpkin pie. Is that homemade? No. We'll say it was. Huh? We'll say it was. It was homemade by the bakery. Good enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. The rice was great. Some people want to increase their bank account. Some people want to increase how many... Uh, I'm on my third job. Like, you think you're impressing me because you got three jobs? I think you're nuts. What is it? Does it work your life? Yeah, you ever notice how many people work as their life? Wow. Are you kidding me? I was talking to somebody. Uh, make sure I don't lose my, my train of thought on this. Jesus is the author of the finish. They said, I'm, I'm, I'm moving to Tennessee to take a job. I've got a great job off of there. You're leaving your church to go to Tennessee to get a job. What are you out of your mind? You know what happened? They went to Tennessee. He went back to drinking alcohol. And then he started slapping his wife around She's in a mental institution, and he went to jail. Mm. Well, that was a real good move you made. That was a real faith move. Are you kidding me? I need to be. I need to be looking to Jesus. Then I need to be around the body. All right, body life. Second Peter one one. Okay, we have light, precious faith. Are you with me? It's like Romans one eleven, the mutual faith of you and me. We have faith when we hang around. Christians. Romans 1.11, 2 Peter 1.1. 1, 1. When Paul is with Peter, they have faith. When Peter is with the disciples, they have faith. My faith grows when I'm around believers. Mm -hmm. If I'm always around unbelievers, my faith doesn't grow. It doesn't grow at all. I, like, I want to be around believers. It doesn't make, mean that I'm totally isolated and I'm only in the church all the time. But it means I want to, as much as I can, be in fellowship with the church, the body of Christ. Why? Because it helps to increase my what? It increases my faith. It increases my faith. So Lord, increase my faith. Lord, help, I believe, help my what? Unbelief. Anybody here want to grow? By the way, the word grow is oxano in the Greek. And it means if you're living, you grow. If you're not growing, you're dead. You're born again dead person. How's it going? Born again, you're born again dead. That's interesting, isn't it? Born again dead. No, no growth. Nothing happened. You meet some people, there's no difference. Ten years later, nothing has changed. <clears throat> Not a single thing has changed. They're exactly the same as they were. Nothing has happened. They're still doing their, their Sunday morning and their Wednesday night. And that's about it. <clears throat> they're quick to come in, or they're, they're last in, and early to leave. 
You ever notice that about people? I've even seen that with some pastors sometimes, and I, I dealt with them. I say, you, you, you come in late, you leave early. You must really love the body, huh? Well, you should have been in, in Ghana this year. I had a hundred pastors on stage. I turned around and I preached the message to them. I forgot about the crowd. I said, some of you don't evangelize anymore. So would you do me a favor? We're, we're ordaining seven men tonight. I would like to have on this side of the stage a take an ordination away night. So hand your ordination if you don't evangelize. You're a pastor with greater grace and you don't evangelize. You shouldn't be ordained. Some people don't like me when I say that. Isn't that true, Edward? Yeah, they just don't like it. And I don't really care. That's just the way it is. And that's why we have great soul owners. That's why the church is growing. I say, you're not in the, you don't evangelize, you shouldn't be. You can't open God's book. You can't open this book without God's heart. And God's heart is to seek and save the lost. Are you with me? So I'm talking about pastors. You have a responsibility to whom much is given, much is required. And I can say that because I've invested 30 years in these people. I can say things. You can say things to people. Uh, you can say things to your children, Pastor Joni, that I can't because you've invested in them. So I can say things that might sound a little bit tough sometimes. You know what? When I find out that they're not evangelizing and nobody in their churches and they've started a trend that's destroying the church's outreach. Uh, hello? Mm -hmm. I'd rather have five people in my in the ministry that are all going out and souling than have two thousand that nobody goes. You keep your little two thousand person church. You see, by the way, I went to a place uh, with my wife one time in the Midwest. We went to see one of her father's friends uh, that was not well, and she said, "He said, come to this church with me." So I went to this church with him. There was like fifteen hundred people there, and the guy preached, and I was sitting there, and then you know as you go out. The pastor's there to shake your hand. He goes, hey, what did you think of the message? I said, not much. I said, I never heard you mention missions or evangelism or leading people to Christ. All you talked about was all of your programs and your money. I said, are you, when, are you sure you have a conversion date when you got saved? He was, he was really angry with me. Mm. I guess I'm not welcome there again. You know? But he said, what do you think of my message? And I said, do you want me to tell you the truth? He goes, yeah. I said, not much. I don't think very much of it. And here's the church that nobody, nobody evangelizes. The church of 1,500 people, and they don't even care about lost souls. They don't care about missions. All they care about is the, every little thing that they're doing and promoting. We have an ex-homosexual club. You know, homosexuals that got converted. You know. How'd they get converted? Did you tell, talk to them? Or did somebody, what happened here? You know? So I want to increase what? I want to increase, I believe, help my what? Unbelievable. Lord, increase our faith. This is so important. And this is why uh, we this is why we're penetrating. I really I really believe we ought to have a new emphasis on the United States of America in greater grace. I really believe that. I want to see somebody plant the church in Kansas City. I'd like to see somebody plant the church help Donnie Brown in, in New Orleans. I'd like to see a church in Arkansas. Sam Miles in Arkansas is one of the most open states in the Union. <coughs> Where else do we want to see a church? Like a lot of places, right? Oklahoma. Oklahoma. What about Idaho? Are there any people out there or just animals? <laughs> <coughs> There's people out there in Idaho. No, let's 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 say God increase our what? Increase my faith. I'm coming to Houston, right? With your family. You're coming with your three children, right? Is it three or four? Three. It'll be four soon. Oh. <laughs> and don't tell me because God can do a miracle. I know I know what you're thinking. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. God can do a miracle. 
But you know what? You need you need you're gonna have a brand new faith here, right? Yes. Sir. It's gonna be it's gonna be brand new. It's gonna be absolutely new. Mm. You're gonna meet God. You want you want God to increase your faith. You have Baltimore God's faith for Baltimore. Now you need God's faith for Houston, Texas. Amen. And I think it's gonna be incredible because we're gonna look that way. We're gonna go to the source. I'm going to the source. I'm going to the Word. I'm going to God's love. I'm going to the Spirit. I'm going to the uh, life of Christ in the Gospels. I'm going to the body. I'm going to the source. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to receive from the source and it's going to, what? Increase. <clears throat> Increase. That's amazing. That's why I love taking the kids out on evangelism. The sixth graders especially. I had fun with them. I said, don't get too near the water. And it was cold on Friday. It was like 20 degrees. I said, that's water for ducks. Stay away from the water. They love to like play near the water. Make their foot go, you know, like near the edge, you know, the, as they look in, you know. I'm like, God, help them. Help them. Help these sixth graders and have faith. So Paul needed it. Every 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 new every new adventure. His Acts 13 adventure, his Acts 16 adventure, his Acts 19 adventure, his Acts 27 adventure. He needed he needed faith to grow to keep the challenges that were set before him as a man of God in a, in a church. So let's keep doing what? Growing. Receiving. Yeah. Let's keep receiving. They asked a woman that was like 103 years old. <laughs> they said, what's the key to living to be 103? Like, what are you eating all that? She goes, the key to living being 103 is keep breathing. <laughs> they want to know about her diet, you know, her her, her genetics. She goes, None of that matters. She goes, just keep breathing, <laughs> keep receiving. Right? It's going to increase. Our faith is going to increase. Yeah. We keep receiving the word. We don't. We don't say, I know the Bible. I know the Bible. You know? I know the Bible. Well, really, you do? Yeah. When, even when you say that, you realize you don't know it. Just saying that means you don't know it. Right? Keep receiving the word. Keep receiving love. Keep receiving in body life ministry. Keep receiving from the Holy Spirit. Keep receiving from the life of Christ. Mm. Keep receiving and watch it do what? Increase. They asked Lord, increase our faith. And he said, we have the faith that's a grain of a mustard seed. He said, that mountain be removed and it will be removed. Mm -hmm. He said, just need a little. Just keep receiving. He didn't give them any solution. You know? He didn't give them any solution other than what's in the scriptures. We wanted, we wanted faith to grow because it pleases God. Amen? Amen. I want I want faith. I said to the I said to our African pastors we had a meeting this year in Baltimore. Uh, the Americans and then the, the ten pastors from Africa were there. I said, I'm gonna tell you something right now. If I go to heaven and then the end comes and we're only in twenty five out of fifty countries in Africa, I'm gonna slap all of you when you get to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just having fun, but some of them took it serious. They were scared. And I'm gonna be right there with Pete. I'm gonna be right there at the gate saying we're supposed to reach fifty countries. I have a vision for fifty all fifty countries in Africa. Pastor Speedy's praying about going to Morocco, Tangiers. Yeah, that's amazing. Amazing place. We have a guy that we want to Christ. He's been calling us every week. He reads his Bible. He is a Muslim convert, and he, and he really got saved. This is one of the most amazing converts. His name is Black. <laughs> Interesting name, Black. I said, did they name you that? Yeah, he said, that's my name, Black. And he's a great guy. We met him on the streets, and he came to Christ. And Adam Speedy has been working with him and talking to him on, on all these different devices that he has, you know. And it's amazing, because I said, I will not be happy till greater races in North Africa 
we have churches in the west, in the east, in the southern part, nothing in the north. I said, listen, listen, I don't know how long I'm going to be around, but you better go there. Somebody better go there. Right? Steve Marilla with the hair, that hair dryer. Remember that story? Faith. God, increase our what? Faith. Increase our faith, Lord Jesus. Not just increase our faith, but help my unbelief. There's times I don't believe. I, I just don't even believe. I don't know what's going to happen. But there's times when I'm, I'm, I'm told, you know, I preach, I preach 105 messages in seven conventions in Rome, China, Nepal, and India. Let me tell you something. Every time I got up, I didn't believe. And then I said, God, help me. I believe. Help my unbelief. And I'm thinking, like, I got to have something. Because I don't like re-preaching anything. <clears throat> I got to have something. And God comes through. Yeah. I don't believe. Help my unbelief. Increase my faith. Amen? Amen. Father, thank you today. <coughs> We have a prayer today. Our prayer request is increase our faith. I believe. Help my unbelief. Help me, God. Help us to grow as believers. Not just be satisfied with where we're at, but to take the next step. It's always the next step. Thank you for the step they've taken to Houston. And where this will go, God knows. We believe. Help our unbelief. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So what we'll do is um, we could just take like a five-minute break, but we'll do a wrap. We'll do a wrap here, a Q and A. So we'll move this, and uh, um, if you need to use the bathroom or grab some water or coffee, feel free to do that. Um,